0: Welcome to the podcast, people more interesting than me. I'm your host, Michael Stromsky. where every week I host a new guest with unique professions, personal adversity, or even maybe a strong opinion or two. And if you haven't hit the five stars review on Apple Podcasts, please hit it now before you forget. Running a podcast is a surprising amount of work, and more reviews converts into a wider range of future guests. This week... I have the pleasure of talking to Christian of the Christian Reeve podcast. We discuss what it's like to reach 200 episodes and what it takes to make a good podcast. Christian explains what he's learned over the past two years and why he keeps going. Enjoy. And I haven't double-checked, but are you, so 218, three years, that's 156 if you're gone with no christmases or anything like that. 52 times three uh, yeah
1: i guess <laughs> i don't know about like that
0: so you uh, i mean in theory you've done I, I can't do that one in my head but obviously between like one and a half and two episodes no like one and a half episodes a week that's that's yeah that's, I mean, that's that that
1: awesome
0: point, i tried to do like two twice a week and that was
1: just too much <laughs> i mean anyone that does podcasting that's listening um you'll know exactly what i mean like and depending on the level of effort you put into your production and editing like i'm quite lazy on that front like i do the editing and the clipping and social media and all that jazz but like i don't i don't cut out all of the ums and ahs and shit i like to keep it natural like it like a conversation that you're just sitting at the bar and like if yeah. you guys interesting like it's, that's the vibe i like to give up but you know I, I get it i get that a lot of people like when i do the clips i can't that it out for example Um, but yeah, it's how much you put in. And I think a lot of people, they set it up. It seems like a good idea. It seems like, oh, well, I want to make content. Oh, I'll do a podcast. Like it seems like a natural go-to, but then you start doing it and you realize the nature of it. And I think if you're going to do a podcast, you need to love it. (laughs) Like anything else, you're going to do it, do it with passion. Like I love podcasting. I don't have a big audience. Um, you know, I have people that follow me on Twitch. I have a little small community um, you know, on, on, on Patreon or on all these platforms and stuff. Uh, and it's small and it's modest and I work for those people and we have fun and it's a good time. And with the podcast, there's been different phases. There was a period when I, I kind of resented it and I didn't like it as much. And then you get past that. And then you just, when you keep it simple and you just look at like, well, why do I do this? Why do I enjoy it? I enjoy it because like I get to meet amazing people. I get to share their stories and have amazing conversations with these people um i think it made me a better conversationist um you know i mentioned to you earlier about you know it's important to listen um oh my god the podcasting and and just conversations in general like you i i feel like a lot of the time you just you just you just throw a question throw an idea and then just let let it happen you know and you just as long as you The most important thing is you you care and you engage. Like, for example, me coming onto your show, I wasn't stressed or worried. I'm like, I hope this guy has some sort of a plan. But other than that, I know I'm going to be fine because I do this all the time. And I'm most importantly, willing to have a conversation. I'm not going to sit here and plug every single thing that I do because no one cares. Like what people care about is, is this someone I should invest my time in? Does this person say anything interesting? Do they care? Do they? Are they authentic? That's a big thing society right now. You see so many people putting on a persona of like, oh, we're doing this, oh, we're doing that. Oh my God, this is amazing, amazing, amazing. And it's like, I like to showcase the reality of people—the good, the bad, and the ugly. I I like to show that myself. I like to showcase that in the podcast. And I think with the podcast, it, as I said, it goes in stages. And right now, it's—I probably enjoy it more now than I ever have before. And I think it's because I'm not worried anymore about like, oh, I hope this makes money one day. I hope this gets sponsored. I hope this gets heard by like a bunch of people. The main reason I want it to be heard above all else is because I think that people could actually get a lot from it. Because I know I do. Like, I love every time I do a podcast, I get excited. Every time I get to do an appearance, I get excited. I look forward to it. And I think if you're in that headspace, that is the perfect headspace to be in if you want to do a podcast.
0: I completely agree with all your thoughts and I lied. I'm going to use this for the recording because it's really good stuff. Um, <laughs> you
1: can't lie to me. can't lie to me.
0: I know. Uh, so three things, and I don't know if you have this issue about trying to remember all these amazing questions you have, but also being a good listener at the same time, it's like you're trying to multitask. It's, I don't know if you ever watch, I watch anime a lot and sometimes you don't. Uh, you're watching the screen because obviously it's a really good animation but obviously in japanese so you're trying to multitask by watching the screen and you're trying to read and understand what's going on so i feel like that's podcasting like you you have to just like you said earlier you've got to be it's like you're a child but you still need to be the adult because you're having fun with the conversation but you forget that you're the host and you still need to be um it's funny, it goes to two graphs that I heard when you were talking. There's the amount of, like, you're talking about editing. Like, there's A, how much you want to edit and keep it real. And then there's sure. B. Well, the other thing is I like editing.
1: I, I heard someone recently say this, like, that they enjoyed editing. Like, yeah. I thought, I bullshit. Yeah. Mean, I guess if you're professional. Were they editing, narcissists?
0: Were they narcissists, these people? No
1: no no they were editing for other people because you know? i hate uh,
0: i hate my voice it's it's not
1: oh yeah thanks
0: yeah it sounds same. like somebody took your voice and then threw them out at the bar and just beat the crap out of them and they were also hungover. can i can i mention that and then <laughs> that's that's my voice compared to yours no
1: nah, you got a good voice man, don't beat me <laughs> off,
0: man. But, but no i i
1: appreciate what you're saying like no one likes to hear it i don't think any Normal person is like, oh, I sound amazing. Like, you know, most people I think are modest and humble, aren't they? Like, I think for me, it's funny because I do like voice acting and acting, right? And I rarely use like my actual Mm speaking voice. I don't use anything but my voice. (laughs) And it's for that reason, because I don't like hearing my voice. I mean, I feel more comfortable now. But when I look back at like old clips of like how I used to talk or, or like how I used to be on my podcast, it's cringe. But it's growth, isn't it? Like, you start from here and you suck because, of course, you suck because you've never done it before, and then you get better, you keep doing it, and you get better. It's like, you know, I, I wouldn't recommend listening to my early episodes because they suck,
0: but can I can give you a perspective. Best. Can I give you a perspective on that? Imagine you look back at those episodes and you didn't hear a difference you'd you feel even worse.
1: Oh, 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 oh. oh yeah, no, that's worse. Yeah, that is
0: worse. like, oh, man, <laughs> I I haven't changed at all. Like, what have I been doing? You know, what I mean, like, there's no progression. Like, I sound exactly like I do today. Like, I remember
1: going to a nightclub. In like my first year of uni.
0: This was a year ago. I love um, the way you guys say college, by the way. it It's just wow. so eloquent uni. I think it was college. Well, just because we're lazy. You know,
1: <laughs> you know, University. Um. Yeah, but you guys were like college. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. So I was on on vacation from college, and uh, I was in this nightclub in my local hometown. And I never go to nightclubs. Like I did at uni because it was uni, but um, I hate them. They're awful. I could rant about why they start all day long but let's not go there um so i'm in the middle of the dance floor and i'm looking around and it's a pretty sorry state it's getting to like early hours and you've got like some dudes that are dancing with themselves tragically like you know they just
0: they desperately yeah, want I, to- I know the type yeah they're there till like one after hour closing somehow
1: <laughs> and look fair enough man um if they're having a good time i'm, I'm, I'm glad but it, it, it looks painful to watch and I was just looking around and judging myself. I'm like, why am I here? Like I got pulled there by my cousin, but then he disappeared and then I'm just there on my own. And I remember turning and there's two people that I went to school with and they're drunk out of their face and they're just dancing around and they're having a good time. And they're like, oh my God, Christy, how are you doing? <laughs> oh my God, did I see you? It's like, I probably spoke maybe like five words to these guys in school, <laughs> but like, of course, been drinking, oh, we're best buddies and i think the thing that struck me and the reason why i brought it up being relevant to our conversation is that like by that point in my life i was uh 21 32 something like that i had traveled a bit i was obviously at university i'd been in like a heavy metal band a few metal bands over the years I've, I've done a fair bit already not like loads but i've done a bit um But most importantly, like I felt like I was going somewhere, doing something. And as I understand, they just not left our hometown. And I just didn't get it. Mm -hmm. I felt like I hadn't changed since school. And to be honest, like years ago I used to be like, Oh, that's so tragic, that's so bad, that's so you know, like maybe it's even a bit funny. But like now I just look a bit like, no, get out there. Like just even even if it's like you feel like oh it's too late no it's never too late go out do something like give yourself these experiences so that it gives you a different perspective on life and to be honest it'll teach you more about yourself um my oldest siblings just turned 18 and i just sent him a message today saying like listen In the next few years make an effort to go traveling because you'll gain a different perspective on life and you'll learn about yourself." and is really important. Um so yeah, self-improvement and just general progression, I think, is always important. Like I'm not the same person that was five years ago, 10 years ago, and thank fuck for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you-
0: that's that's one of the big things I don't even think I've ever mentioned on the podcast is change. Like change is so it's that change is the only constant in life, which is just like an oxymoron and just makes you better. Like, I, I completely agree with you. And I've seen that in my life, even though I'm not too far away. I'm I'm like 45 minutes from where I grew up. But I, I've traveled. I, I understand what you're trying to say. Because if you don't gain new perspective, how do you? How can you change? Because the world's going to change. Like, it's not going to stay exactly the same. And it's boring. If you just stay in that one thing. You're what are you gonna say?
1: I want to say as well, like, it makes you appreciate what you have like don't get me wrong i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with staying in your hometown and living in like a, a straightforward humble right like listen if you're happy if you're content good uh but i still recommend it like even if you go away and you just miss home desperately you just you just want to come back and you're like oh i'm never going to travel again fine but at least you did it and you know and you've like exhausted an option and you just it just reinforces your love like i took the uk for granted so long. I was I was annoyed. I was bitter, and I left. And within a year and a half, I was desperately homesick. And I I wondered if it was maybe the grass is greener on the other side mentality. But when I finally came back, I was like, no, I, I I just missed home. And I didn't appreciate it for what it is. And it's not perfect here, but I love the people. I love how silly this this nation is. But I love how wonderful it is too. And you take the, the positives of the negatives and there's a lot to be said for someone's homeland right, and what it means to you, maybe on a, a spiritual level um and I, that's why i understand that when people are far from home and they miss home like i feel that i get that i know that feeling i know how hard it is
0: yeah because i mean if you think of it on a bigger scale we're just like children of the place where we grew up to put it that way like you're always it's what made you, your personality, your emotional state, your memories. It's what make you. So if you don't love home, I would imagine you had bad memories. You like had a bad environment and you wouldn't love home. That's the reason. And I I think I talked to someone early on who uh, their parents were like army brats. So they were home to the feeling of traveling and experiencing new feelings. Like they didn't really have a place, like they're from the US, but they traveled to like iceland they traveled to like indonesia like they didn't really have a home but their home was like meeting new people and i was like that's actually really fascinating that you don't have a like a home home where you money though
1: they have the reverse if you'd ask them like what's your goal they'd probably be like oh i want to have like home i want to be like based somewhere yeah and um, yeah because it's like because it's that on paper it sounds great like oh traveling all the time and like wow that must be great sure but like actually what it would have looked like is every six months you make friends you get settled and then you have to move and change everything and it's like yeah i don't know that i think that would suck a little bit after a while.
0: i have a very weird question for you but it's leading somewhere have you seen are you a lindsay lohan fan
1: <laughs> wow
0: not expecting that yeah um, see it, it's leading somewhere it, it, it it's a quick question yes or no it, it so have you seen freaky no. friday have you seen freaky friday so what you mentioned to me makes me feel like a freaky friday movie where you know how some people love to see that instagram account of that friend from high school who's like a a rep of something she's got she or he's going to uh bangkok they're going to amsterdam like oh man they're traveling so much and that person wants to be the traveler and then the traveler is like man i just wish i had like a like a home to go to like not even a wife or like, but just like a strong friend group that hangs out on Fridays, we grab beers, stuff like that. That's a movie. That's a movie for people today. Like I can definitely see people being like the grass is greener.
1: <laughs> yeah. Cause they don't talk about the, what's going on behind the scenes. Like this is one of yeah. the things I like to talk about. Like, see when I come on my stream, generally speaking, like if I'm having a good day, I let the people know if I'm going through a difficult time, I let the people know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't hide that, like, and pretend like, oh, everything's great, everything's wonderful, because that's not what life is. Life is a combination of good and bad. And even in the like greatest jobs ever or the greatest lifestyles ever, there's parts that suck. And that's why it works for some people and doesn't work for others. It depends on what you are looking for in life, you know, what you aspire for. I, th- I think a good thing to keep in mind is to just, Keep your needs and desires relatively simple if you can and that will generally mean that you'll be emotionally positive or content in most situations but i get it man it's hard like i've got all these dreams and goals and things i'm working towards and a lot of the time i feel stagnation or feel like i'm not getting anywhere with it and, and it can bring you down it really can and like if you flip it to the example you gave like if you desperately want to travel you're just stuck like like I feel that I've got itching feet right now. It's been a while since I traveled, and I'd like to. And what's stopping me? <laughs> money. And it's so dumb. It's just like ah. But you know, um, I'm glad I at least did it, and I have been some places.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at least it's it's money. I mean, other people use lame excuses like, I don't want to list the other excuses because then people will be like, oh, those are valid excuses. Now, like money, unless. You, I've never heard anyone take out a loan to travel. Have you ever heard that before? That would that would sound crazy to me, like obviously pick credit cards, but like that's a completely different thing. But yeah, I, I I totally get that. So before I forget, cause I always forget, I don't know why cause I usually have great conversations and then I forget that the people on the show have another end. I'm the type of person who starts looking now for amateur podcasts cause I love listening to them. And you probably do the same, right? Just to hear other perspectives. Obviously, you're on a much more seasoned level. The question I'm asking is: In five years, where do you where do you see yourself at as a podcaster?
1: Yeah. You know, sorry, just on a side note. I'm planning some content on my Patreon, right? And uh, it's about job interviews and that shitty questions
0: that they ask. Let me guess. You. This is one of those shitty questions, right?
1: <laughs> where do you see yourself in three to five years, pal? <laughs> Uh, Why do I see the
0: podcast? I, I think it's a shitty job question. Definitely a shitty job question because it's like, yeah,
1: what, what do you want?
0: What do you want me to say to that? Like here at the company, like bleeding for you guys?
1: Well, in, in a job situation, it's like so much changes. I mean, that I think that question probably applied in like fifties when you know, like, or oh, maybe you could go from production assistant to you know, head of production. Like, yeah, sure, but like now people don't stay in a job. Much longer than six months to a year. Yeah,
0: like of, the two the two you know, year I,
1: rule. Yeah, yeah, or it's like it's like hopefully not fucking working here. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, <sighs> it is a good
0: question.
1: Um, so, so where I see a, the podcast in in five years? Yeah, that's the question.
0: Um, can I can I retract it and not have you answer it?
1: I'll, I'll answer. I, I'll give you an honest answer. Um, okay. No, I set a goal of doing the show for 10 years because i started in 2020 uh, and i got about a year in i thought oh it'd be cool to just kind of cover a decade i thought well, that'd be a cool concept and already three years in like so much has changed i you know i looked at like my life and how it was going and different things that were at play whilst i was still managing that show and even now my life is so tumultuous and unpredictable and just all over the shop um but the podcast is a constant and i like that i interesting. 'Cause it's hard to have confidence in your life. You just big a change in you how life changes. Um my my I just see the show going. I don't know. I I, I think I stopped expecting it to to grow. I th- I think like I thought like, oh, you know, like I remember when I, I changed the like video and I started doing like clips and stuff. I was like, oh something will go viral and it'll pop off. And you know, I got a few clips that got some attention, but it didn't lead anywhere. Um because it's It's very thankless trying to build a following online. It's hard and there's so much out there. And I think the biggest thing that can really help a podcast is to keep going Um, because most people give up. You get to like 50 episodes, 100 episodes, 200. I mean, I remember I went on someone's show who'd been doing it like seven or eight years and I told them at that point that I was going like two years and they were like, wow, most shows, let's see where you're at three years. because Most people give up then. And i was like, really? And they're like, yeah, that's what the statistics say um Because I get it, you know, you keep doing it, you keep doing it, it's a lot of work, and you get like not very much in return. um And that can be quite uh, demotivating, uh, yeah. demoralizing potentially. But the, again, I go back to what I said earlier about well, why are you doing the show? If your goal is to just make money and get popular, or whatever, famous, or whatever, fuck, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Um, because you might get those things but then your show will suffer as a result because you've not got a clear plan like your plan is just, like i'll give you an example um yeah i'll put on block so you know the hate three h three podcast i'm sure you've probably heard of that right maybe maybe probably, not
0: probably not now i don't know why i haven't heard it too many celebrities clogging up like, the front
1: <laughs> i don't like to normally criticize because you know um I like to focus on more positive stuff. But I think this is a fair criticism. And I think maybe even they would agree themselves. Maybe not. They started that they started they had their own YouTube channel. They they that's where they grew their following. And then like most people, they jumped on the on the Pang podcast bandwagon. And then that's became become their main source of content now. And you know, mm-hmm. they've still got a book following, you know. Um the so props to them for that. They've established a brand, they've got sponsors, they got all this stuff. But they are rapidly and steadily declining popularity and i think a lot of it some of it comes down to controversies and hypocrisies and stuff like that and again that's a whole podcast right there loads of talented people have done videos essays on this explaining why but from just looking at the content itself and just forgetting all the controversy I think the biggest problem with it is it comes across a little lazy. Like they have the production value, they have a whole team of people there. They, you know, it looks great. It, 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 it's by all intents and purposes, it should do well. But it, when I sit and look at it at a glance, I just see people just sitting there, kind of lazily, you know, just going like, "Oh yeah, just pull that up on the screen." Yeah, punching the clock. Yeah, like um oh that's funny <laughs> or like you know it, it doesn't feel like they want to be there like they care like when I watch say like a Joe Rogan episode like I know again controversial but one thing you can't knock the guy on
0: is he's enthusiastic
1: yeah like he's been doing it how many years and he's still into it and that's how I feel you know like I love doing podcasting because it's interesting I I, want, I started a podcast because I wanted to I always wanted to start a podcast. I'd always been a fan of them, and I just when the opportunity came, I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And I still now, I I I think I learned a lot through doing it, and I, it's it's still interesting. To me. I don't know. I I guess I guess maybe it's because I just like to have good conversations. With yeah, and you look away from it, and you know you've had a good conversation. You you feel better for it. You feel like you learned something. You feel like this was special. This is something you know. I can look back on and, and be proud of you know um and i just i don't know i think like podcasting is not an endeavor that you can really be lazy in, you know or you can sort of just put out like i i remember okay another shout out there's a there's a show called who are these podcasts right and if you're a podcaster i really recommend listening to this show it's absolutely brilliant it's a group of guys who tear apart podcasts and they do celebrate good podcasts too, but they mostly tear apart bad podcasts and they check in with certain people. They have this
0: fascinates me and you'll have to remind me of this at the end because
1: And and I will say sometimes those guys make some pretty outrageous jokes and they go a bit a little bit too far for my liking. But I still really respect what they do. And I think it's important because they put people on blast a lot of the time for things like being lazy or you know, kind of expecting a lot of your audience, but not giving your audience a lot. Like for the people that invest in me and care in what I do, I make sure to absolutely deliver the best quality every single time. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter that there's five or ten people listening; those five or ten people care about what you're doing. Do you know how difficult it is? And I'm talking to just to the audience now to keep someone's attention for more than a couple of minutes in this world. It's harder than it ever has been right now. I, I think, mean, you look at the, popularity. I think you're being
0: very inflated with five and 10. I think five is like a max, like two minutes is amazing. Like two minutes, yeah. like.
1: That's why TikTok's so successful. You know, I mean, it's like they, they recommend you, your content shouldn't be any longer than
0: like 10, 20 seconds long. I know. And so it's uh, just well, so sad. Like, like
1: they throw two like videos
0: you. on too. They It's oh. not just one video now. You know how like they have a video on the top and now they have a video of like you watching somebody do calligraphy on the bottom just in case you get bored of the top video so you don't scroll past i think that's like, oh, crazy
1: that's, that's like sensory overload like as much as i i think that there is always a place for short form content i do wonder about its impact on the brain i mean i've taken a step back recently um and I've started doing like doing more reading getting out there more spending time away from this because um, I thought it would help <laughs> give me more to talk about, to be honest, and also I thought it was healthier. Um, and I, and it's part of who I am I like to have long conversations and talk at length and it's it, i'm not that quick guy those people there's an audience for that and they're really good at that and that's what they do that's not me. Um, but. I do I do worry about that sort of content. I I feel like it's difficult to build an audience of people that truly care about you. Um, like for instance, when I left uh TikTok, I had like a, a following there, right? And I left, I stopped like I still post clips there, but I don't like know anymore. And it's a long story as to why. Um, but I got sick of it. I got sick of the platform and and the fact that it's all just about money and and just very hypocritical and there's a lot of just negativity on that there is positivity there but mostly it's just death pit, um and i was just like sick of it but i found it very telling that there was a bunch of people that moved over to twitch with me and i i thank those people and i cannot thank them enough for their support and their loyalty and just being invested in me right but there were a lot of people that didn't and i respect that decision but i also understand that like they weren't fans of me they were just there because it's something to do. Like I remember a good example of what I mean is like, you'd be scrolling, right? And they call it on TikTok, they call it the FYP, the for you page, right? And I, every now and again, when I was doing the live streams, I'd hear someone go, oh my God, I haven't seen you on my FYP in so long. Where have you been? It's like, I've been here the whole time. I've been creating the whole time, but TikTok is not a platform that's designed to help create you know? It's not like all these, well, it's like, you know, youtube and twitch and all these places are encouraging you to form a community and they're trying to help you build that right don't get me wrong i know they're about money as well right i'm not an idiot, but tiktok is like really over the
0: top yeah i mean there's there's different ways to make money and this one's more of a uh a churn like a like a churning machine whereas youtube is like a, a structure you know like a constant <laughs> building
1: <laughs> Can't get on board with the whole concept of like I come on the app and they're like, Oh, do a creator battle. And I look up what that is, and it's like, oh, uh, so you go against someone else and you battle for like whatever for gifts from your audience. You push your audience to give you gifts, and whoever gets gifted the most wins. And I'm like, How about doing some good content? And then if people like want to donate to you, then great, you know. I guess it's like busking in sense. Like when when someone Subscribe to me on patreon or twitch like i'm so grateful for that not just because yeah oh great they sent me some money that's going to help me but because of what it represents yeah that person is because they believe in what i do and they support what i do and and they see and and they've taken their time to whatever listen to a podcast yeah check out the paper go on a live stream
0: it's funny you mention that yeah
1: people on the short form platforms they're not about that they're just they're just trying to push you. To, to, like, TikTok takes like 70%, 70% cut. Yeah. So, of course, they push you and they want you. Like I, I keep getting messages every time I, I log in there saying, like, oh, we miss you. Oh, please come and live stream. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> like, you mean, how about yeah. making your path not only about money and exploitation? Maybe then I'll come back.
0: It's like uh being a cam girl and not getting naked. You know what I mean? Like, they, they want you to constantly be filming, but like bringing people to the app. You know what I mean? Like, come see this show. Come see this show. Like just constantly pulling viewers to you.
1: Yeah. And it's. I think that's the disappointing thing as well. Like I look at it a lot like, um, you see like how phone companies kind of neglect their existing customers that give the best deals to like the new customers. Yeah, I feel it's a bit like, like, if you neglect the people that care about you, like, eventually those people are just not going to follow you and watch you anymore. Like, I've got some followers who have been following me for years because I made them feel appreciated and I yeah, part I, of a community. Like, right, exactly. Yeah. And I let them know all the time how much I appreciate them. And I, you know, sometimes I'll even do streams or create content when, to be honest, I'm not in the greatest headspace but I wanna bring some light in their lives because they brought some light in mine. And I I feel a sense of responsibility and I like that. And I think there's a lot to be said for like working on something and putting your best effort into it to make it the best that it can be over time. I mean, when you look back at this podcast over the years, you'll look at not only a growth of a, a thing, but the growth of yourself and what you get and you know it's like the expression goes um you get what you put in man
0: yeah it's like i don't know if you have the same feeling about college but it's like oh man i could have done that better like i i should have like you you i mean i was not a party i was more of a everything else but party like watching tv like going to play basketball or soccer or stuff like that and i was like i should have been studying like why why didn't i do that it was like obviously, it could be different for you, like a different aspect of your life. but I I, I don't know
1: college is supposed to be about the experience,
0: isn't it yeah to be fair it's I over here it's 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 a broken system um but it's it's hard to define what you want to be at such a young age, you know, like you said, you should travel for four years, decide what type of person you are actually able to contribute to society and enjoy yourself while you're doing. I know that people need to be insurance agents. They need to be crossing guards, like stuff you don't like to be. But it goes to the fact that, are you a person who can take a nine to five from Monday to Friday or whatever schedule your country's working on? Like I know they're trying to push the uh, four-day and three-day work week everywhere now, but like, are you a person who punches the clock and then after it, you enjoy your hobbies like to the fullest extent or are you the person who kind of enjoys your job I know no one enjoys their job 100% and if they do like I don't know somehow they're they're finding loopholes with like paying bills
1: I mean like I love acting I never feel like it's a chore what if you're filling
0: out paperwork
1: uh, well, it's, just, it's all part of the process, man. I mean, I don't really have to fill out a lot of paperwork with that. But, but, <laughs> but I'm saying
0: th- there's got to be some parts you don't enjoy, though. Like no, waiting that. in line, like,
1: like yeah, there's, there's got to be
0: like a 5 or 10% part. That there's That's always, all I'm saying. There's always something you can do. You can talk to people, to make connections, to experience it.
1: When I'm stuck in an office, that's the reality. It's not going to change. The only thing that might change is oh we got a dodgy client today or oh this person got fired today, like wow, you know. Same in customer service, you know, oh there was this true customer, or oh, I don't know, this food came out cold. Like it's just, it's just not very inspiring, you know. Um, but listen, it depends because it depends what your passion is. You know, like if you're passionate about something in life. You'll probably love all parts of it, even the parts that you don't enjoy it as much, because it's all part of the same thing. Like I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of editing. But to, to be honest, when I'm sitting there doing it, like I think I used to resent it, but then I changed my attitude, and, and now I, I kind of I just sit there feeling proud. Like I did this thing, and now other people are going to get to experience it too. And it, I'm proud of this thing.
0: You gave me another perspective by it's a contrast. It's just like all those big journeys, like Odysseus and all those things, like they had bad moments, but the bad moments outweigh, like they show you how good the good moments are. You know what I mean? Like if you've ever had a bad job and you've had good jobs, how often do you like, what are, what are your relationships with those coworkers that you still talk to compared to the bad job to the good job? Because in the bad job with like the horrible boss, like those people are like sometimes stronger than their family members. You know what I mean? Like they've been through it. They've had like strong bonds. And I, I think that's that's one of the reasons is the hard contrast and the stuff they've been together like through. Because I've had like jobs where you're just punching the clock and I don't remember their names at all. But the hard jobs, I remember them because they were, this is bad reference, but World War II, we were in the trenches together. Like Like we've been in it.
1: True. There is elements to that. Yeah. I remember one job I did, like, really, really, very briefly, and I actually physically had to punch in with, like, my hands. It was
0: weird. Um, we do fingerprints was... at my work, so I get that.
1: Yeah, I don't like that, man. <laughs> I remember, like, it was supposed to be a Christmas temp job, and I quit for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it was, like, two and a half months, and I just... When, when did you like, start?
0: Like five days before, like, I don't know early October. Oh, okay. I, I thought this was just like like a Christmas type job, like you were helping. Like I don't know.
1: No, I mean, it's like sometimes they start earlier, don't they? Like probably like October, November, um, mm-hmm. Christmas. Like expands constantly, don't they? They like the shops will wheel out as early as they can. I've seen. I never forget one time I was working in the supermarket, and they had what was it like? the remnants of summer halloween and on the final end was like christmas stuff
0: the sale rack basically
1: yeah and it was like i don't know august september i'm like really christmas stuff in august you guys nuts but i don't know you know they get out as early as they can,
0: christmas starts when we decide yeah start. what is something that your parents did that you'd like to pass on to a next generation and what is something that um, either A, you do um, completely differently, or B, that you won't do that your parents did?
1: I would have like taken more risks when I was younger and not been so afraid. But it's very easy to look back to hindsight, because the man I am today, I had to build and become this person. Yeah, it's like a paradox. And when I look back at who I used to be, I was just like a scared boy. You know, even like five years ago, like I was a very different person. There's the, They say like the essence of you never changes, but like you change all the time. You know, like if you've ever watched like doctor who, I think that's good, good interesting. Yeah.
0: Like, it's like when people say you're shy. I, I, right. I, don't, I don't get, I hate when people say you're shy. I feel like, or sorry, I hate when people say shy as a characteristic. I don't I don't I don't I believe that's a um, like a state you can be in but I don't like you as a person I feel like they just don't know you or they're not coming out sorry I I don't mean to interrupt your answer keep going
1: maybe you're right I don't know
0: but maybe I've not met enough people
1: no I mean I know people like that that they don't talk a lot and sometimes they come out of this show sometimes they never do I mean uh there's a lot of reasons for that, you know I, I guess maybe the issue is that like shy is considered a negative thing, isn't it? Whereas I don't know that it's really not necessarily a negative thing, but you're right, it, it can be a state, a state, like Might surprise you but I am an really introvert. Um, I can be extroverted, and I often am because I understand that that's the way the world works, but. You know, I, I like, like, after having gone out and done things, I like my home time. like But I, I think that's another thing as well as introversion is often misunderstood. It doesn't mean being antisocial or not talking to people. It means you need time with yourself after having gone out and done things. You need to rest, like, your body like demands it. It's um, because the last couple of years, especially the like three, four years of my life, have been. I've had a lot more time to think and reflect and be kind of introspective and that's enabled me to look at like my life so far and kind of analyze who I am, who I was. And so like with the question, would I have done things differently? (laughs) Yeah, if I had the knowledge, but you know, I didn't. And in those moments, I panicked a lot, I worried a lot. Now I'm better with, you know, for instance, like I'm trying to find work Stressful situation, you know. I don't know whether I'm going to pay the bills and all that stuff, right? But it'll be fine. I know it will, because I've been through this before. I've been through way worse than this. This is like just another day in in the life, you know. And it's you you do what you can, and you don't worry about tomorrow. You just worry about today, and you do what you can, and try not to live in a state of worry, you know, because it's it doesn't exist. The things you worry about don't exist. What only the only thing that is, exists is what is in front of you right now in this second. And everything else is just your mind making up to you yeah. know. But anyway, um the whole parents thing,
0: uh um
1: I think maybe like the freedom to be yourself one thing my parents never did was they never tried to make me someone i wasn't they gave me a lot of freedom maybe too much freedom but you know i never over the years i met people who were like oh my parents didn't let me do this they didn't let me do this and i never had that issue and i think it made me better as a result because i didn't rebel as a result you know yeah it was a time Rebellion, I suppose, a normal amount, but nothing really. You know, I was, I was a good kid for my spark part. I think um, so I was <laughs> and I think that's important in later life, in adult life, because it prevents you from like going out and making the wrong decision. Like, for example, when it came to like drug taking, I experimented like most people, but I was sensible enough to know, you know, what this is a bad move. This this could end in something really really bad, and I I i considered my prospects and and everything and i walked away from it Like that was my choice and decision as a teenager and i don't know that necessarily many teenagers always think that way because when you're a teenager and you're very impulsive it's emotion going with the flow it's you know there's a lot of factors and and you're just it's a whirlwind of emotion Mm -hmm. um but i had like a sense of conscious awareness i think at that age and i Tend to think that that came from my parents, um, and I think that's an important thing for us all to have, and definitely for future generations to have, because the freedom to be yourself and to make decisions and to make mistakes as well is what molds you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be the man I am today if I hadn't have gone through the things I've gone through, like in my twenties, and made the mistakes that I made and learned from them and grew and, and moved forward. And mm-hmm. like my family was involved in those things. They just let me be me, and I think it was a good thing. Um, people may disagree. I get it, but again, I do think it depends on the type of person you are as well. That you need to figure out who you are first. So it's kind of like a catch and release. But um, generally speaking, I think parents should have like a, sort of like a healthy involvement, but not try to all their children like just, just mm-hmm. try to like well they don't do anything that's like self-harming or whatever but ultimately like let your you your kids do the shit you know
0: yeah I've learned it's kind of a loaded question because you bring up the thing that's who who I am today and usually people lean just like we were saying earlier the grass is greener on the other side you're like oh uh my parents were really strict so I wish they were like really like uh let me do anything I want. And then you've got the other people who, like, I wish they would have let me like, they would have put me in soccer and like, made sure I stuck with it. You know, what I'm saying like, if people yeah. and it's, it's hard to tell, it's hard to tell either which way because you don't know.
1: I think with with that, though, as well, is you have to accept that your parents are people. Yeah, that has to be move where it clicks. And you realize like, your parents didn't know what were doing. There's no manual being a like there's advice sure like your grandparents probably tell them given them pointers you know <laughs> now there's books and podcasts but like it's a personal thing you have to work out for yourself and another thing as well is not everyone's destined to be a parent just because you have kids doesn't mean you're going to make a good parent like it's a choice it's a it's a thing that like when i look at the people that i know that are parents I can tell they really love being a parent and, you know, all the hard stuff that comes with it, they were mentally prepared for and and they get through they do their best day in day out. But like, they knew what was coming and they knew how to deal with it. And, you know, they make it they reinvent it every day, you know? Yeah,
0: um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's really the only I have two kids. And that's really the only way is a try to make it as fun as possible. Just because I mean, why not like you're you're i I know you're like there's some tough moments but a think about yourself in this position when you were like that age like you're looking at your parents like like you've mentioned before like it's like when you think of your teachers when you're going to school like you think they live there you think you don't think of them as people either like you got to think like nothing is perfect these people are trying their best and you gotta think of that point of view, but you're also raising these kids and you're thinking, I gotta give them the best I can. Obviously while keeping myself sane and healthy too, like you're, you're juggling plates basically.
1: That's interesting as well. You spoke about your question before was how, what's something that you learned from your parents that you would give to the next generation? Something I, I heard years ago that kind of blew my mind but it's true is this concept that like your parents are raising you based on a world that doesn't exist because everything that they were taught and know is from a time that doesn't exist it's in yeah the exactly and even in that moment that they're teaching you like okay if you have kids now and it's the 2020 well in 2040 things will be, will be different yeah, and the same things won't apply they're they're a basic i, I think as a parent like you the best thing you can do is like set your kids up with the right sense of values. you know it's they'll figure out what they want to do in life and and they'll pursue that and you should do your best to kind support them in that but like the best thing you can do is give them a set of values that's the biggest thing my parents ever gave me was my my sense of values and morality like that's something i live by and i know that sounds like a really obvious thing but you know what a lot of people i met in life don't live by that they're very questionable with their morality or like and maybe it's my naivety sometimes but like i'm kind of still surprised when people like they fuck me over or mess around people i know or whatever but then i remember like people are people like people do this. people think it's easier to lie than tell the truth or they think it's easier to just be disingenuous and it's just like no like it's harder to tell the truth and be and be real but it ultimately will lead to a better life for you moving forward and you'll get a more positive experience and you know what like you'll be able to look at yourself in the mirror and and actually like like who you are like i heard another person say a while back about the concept of lying right if you never lie you never have to look over your shoulder. I just thought that was a great concept. Like, of course, yeah. these people that lie all the time—they just live in a web of lies, and they forget about what they lied about. And it's just like that's—I'd rather just tell the truth, and you know, you think what you think, you know, and because like not everyone's gonna like you, not everyone's gonna be on board with you. But I think as long as the majority of people kind of think you're a decent person, then you're probably doing something fine.
0: You know? Yeah, I th- I think it morality all just boils down to the golden rule of. Treat others like you want to be treated. And if you don't have empathy, I I think it just boils down to, you, are you going to be one of the, lied to? Are you going to be the one who wants to be like cheated on or like someone talk crap about you behind your shoulder? That's why like whenever I hear someone, I I think even though I do want to listen to that podcast, those podcasts are talking about other, other podcasts or it's like, would you get, I mean, they probably are completely fine with it because. Someone's probably well, done that to them, but
1: who are these podcasts? They like they like to have a laugh, and a joke, and mess around. But the main kind of vibe I get from the show is, and they've said this as well, because a lot of the time they'll rip apart a podcast and have fun with it, and then sometimes the people who were on that podcast they hear about it and they're like, "I want oh, to be fine. on." <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they do, and they, and then they become regular guests in some in some cases because they know how to take a joke, they take it on board, they're like, you know what, this is fair criticism, and they move forward. Uh, No one is above criticism, Uh, and that's the thing. You have to remember that not all criticism comes from a negative, bad place. Like, for example, you mentioned that comment that I received at the beginning of it um, online. The person that commented said something like along the lines of like, oh, you know, they said we have conversations like this in our basement at 3am right and it was like a two minute clip from like an hour and a half of conversation and i said to this person i wasn't rude i was respectful because this person had been respectful they weren't rude they just made a comment and i was like okay fair enough maybe they you know let's talk about this so i said well this is from a much wider podcast it's just two minutes i don't know how you could really fairly make that observation and I said, like, my show is structured and planned and isn't like a chaos. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I understand that there's shows out there like that. And yeah, they're infuriating. And that's why when people say the word, oh, I've got a podcast, I'm doing a podcast, there's so much, like, oh, like, because like, there's all these trends yeah. that exist in podcasts that are bad. Like, for instance, male podcasters. Um, I've heard people say like oh man with a podcast that's a red flag because there's a lot of male podcasters out there that you know that they'll do a show and it'll be like heavily misogynistic it will be like a group of guys or whatever just like being really misogynistic and like we're bros bros." and it's just like really just sad Um, and it gives but the point is it gives like guys like us a bad name because it's like we're trying to do something like genuine and positive and it's like ah but then these these trends exist, and they're just out there, and you just have to kind of do your own thing really and
0: make yeah, just folks it basically have blinders yeah. and just keep doing what makes you happy like you
1: yeah I, th- I think like, the thing with who are these podcasts is they do a show, right it's a show it's not just a podcast, it's a show, and they have fun, but it's structured and I think they're fair with a lot of their criticism. Like, yeah, maybe they go a little bit too far with like, you know, they, they say slurs, they say different things. It's a bit like, hmm, don't know about that. But their criticisms are often fair. Like, in one of the more recent episodes, um, they criticised like a dating podcast I think that had like a massive follow, like millions, right? And they were having a go at like some of the kind of laziness in in like some of the mm-hmm. editing and. And I was like, yeah, i was quite surprised about that too. Because, um, like, for example, if I have, like, a podcast and there's, like, a sizable gap where there's, like, loads of dead air or whatever, like, I will edit that. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to leave it there. I, I'll only leave it there if it's, like, actually.
0: Like, there, there's way. there's some purpose to it. Like, it, ha- it has something yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah. Because it takes, like, five seconds to clip it out.
1: Right. But like, there's so many people that are not willing to do that. And like, one example I, I wanted to give from earlier was like, there's shows that they've criticised in the past where the guest has said something like, sorry, the the show has said something like, oh, we just put out any old slot and our listeners enjoy it. And I'm like, no, what do you mean any old? Slop? Like, if i i okay, this is 100 percent true, right? I don't know why. Sorry, this is a side note. Why do people say that? This is 100% true. I've been lying this whole time.
0: Yeah, know. my boss says that and he's French and he's just like, so you were lying to me all those other times? <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Um, yeah, no, like I've, I've recorded shows before, uh, like standalone episodes, which is me. And it stuck. And I was like, I can't put it down. So I deleted it and I got rid of it. And bear in mind, I've sat there for an hour speaking to a camera. That's an hour of my life I'll never get back. But I decided that wasn't good enough for the people that sit down and listen to my show and expect good quality. I tried that.
0: I I deleted it immediately, too. I was just like, nobody, nobody just wants to hear me talk in my head.
1: Well, I mean, that's relative Because, again, you've already been self-deprecating earlier in the show. So I think that you just need to be not so hard on yourself and be a bit nicer because you're clearly good at what you do. So you just need to have more confidence in yourself, man. That's true. um, Stuff. When it comes to what we're doing here, like I think you have to set the bar high. You have to be like, this is what I expect of myself, and if it doesn't hit this level, it's not good enough for my viewers. And I think, especially when you get to the top and you get spon- like, god I'd give anything to be sponsored and make money from this. Are you kidding? And if I got to that point, and now oh, I'll just put our slot like no, that's disgraceful.
0: I mean, it's sure. it's kind of counterproductive. It's like. I, I worked this hard, so I just give up, you know what I mean? Like, why am I going to degrade the quality of my work once mm-hmm. I like, what's the point of that?
1: Dude, I, I always think about like, if I had like a studio, cause obviously like my dreams are like to have a studio and build it up and do all this different stuff with it. Right. I would, I would just be Oh, great. Bigger and better. Let's, let's go even further. Let's see how far we can take this. Let's, let's do a fucking show in like, I don't know, the Himalayas. And it'll be just me and whoever on the mountain side sitting, having a conversation like, fuck yeah, but like, why not? Let's see where we can take this. Why, why does it have to be once you get to a point where you make money? Okay. Now we can just sit back and be lazy. Unacceptable. I, I, maybe it's just my own mindset, but like I can't ever imagine. You have a
0: good mindset because that's, that's not even, that's just a good mindset as a person who wants to evolve is a weird word. Just grow. Just because, I work at an engineering company, and the engineering companies I see that don't succeed are the ones who just try to make money. I I know that sounds stupid, but it's the people who invest in their people, buy good equipment, and they keep doing that with profits. It's like, why, why are you just trying to make, you're just trying to print money, and the money is going to go away at some point. But if if you stop trying to get better and improve your product, what's the point of living? Like. You're, yeah. you're buying money to buy something that's going to satisfy you for what, like a month or something like that. And if you don't just keep on putting hours in or trying to take, improve upon your, I love multitasking, not multitasking. I've never found a good Swiss army knives, Renaissance men, like people who just try to improve their catalog of skills or improve upon their skills. Like, why not? Like, do you not respect yourself? that's my opinion like if i see people and they're just like even though i've been at the same job for 10 years but i've never tried to i've never stopped trying to improve upon my skills at least there and outside of work and i i just baffled by people who just repeat that's all you
1: know i did a show on this a while back. um multi and limity or well, multi-potentiality of uh and it speaks directly about that's the, a
0: sexy right. word by the way that's a sexier word than any of the words i've i've uh used you the renaissance, man. that comes from that like um the quote jack, just, jack of all, all trades you're... but a master of none and then yeah, and everyone that, forgets that, the that, next part
1: <laughs> a longer phrase but it's like back in the day a renaissance man that was the expectation you were expected to speak several languages play an instrument. Um, have an interest and intellect in you know philosophy history sciences etc that was the expectation and then obviously industrial revolution all these things came along and suddenly people are masters of one craft because it's considered that skills are more valuable and still I still think to this day they are valuable. Like if you have an electrician, an electrician is always going to be a valuable resource and and, and a craftsman. Like it's a skill set you have to learn and it's still there. But now we've kind of come full circle where in typical jobs they expect you to do several different things. Like for instance, I, I studied in marketing, right? And um I see it all the time like even entry level positions, they want you to do, you know, marketing sales customer service bunch of different things it's like but it's marketing or it's like this is a writer's job why am i yeah. doing all this stuff yeah but that's the um and i think that the, the reason i brought this up the, the one thing about doing that show what it taught me was that we're all multi potentialites or polymaths if we want to be we're all not multi-potentialized because we all do more than one thing like even even if you go oh well, that's not true christian like i have this job and i don't do anything else but it's like i'm sure that you can what draw or write a little or you've got like some skills or some things that you're good listening at.
0: listening skills you, uh yeah. taking in information yeah, yeah it's like something anytime, you don't even think about
1: yeah there'll be things talents that you have maybe you haven't even discovered them yet you know and that makes you a quote-unquote multi-potential life right um a polymath just is just the extension of that meaning that you're an expert in those fields you have spent time becoming an expert or somewhat intermediate in in those spheres um i considered myself to be a multi-potential because i didn't expect i didn't didn't consider myself to be an expert in any of the fields that i'm in um, you can make an argument that that's to do with uh again self-deprecation, sense of self-worth. It could also just be my mindset is just, I want to be bigger and better at all times, and I think that journey is never over. But what I think matters most is if you're gonna take anything from that, is that don't put limitations on yourself. You as a human being can do anything. It comes down to putting your mind to it and realizing that like there are many different routes in life and just because you're told that there's only like a b and c like there's other ways to do things. and when you start going outside the box pushing yourself pushing the limits of what you can achieve as a person you'll continue to surprise yourself and just one final example like when i started training about a year ago in the gym um this was something that i returned to after years of being away from it and this time i was like i'm going to do this i'm going to do this yeah, you know, I'm gonna really like actually like do the diet, do the trainings, like learn from people, you know, and change it up every once in a while. And a year later, it's become part of my life. It's part of a lifestyle. I go three times a week. The work's there, and it's it's always there. And gym is brilliant, which just working out in general, because it teaches you so many life lessons, and it teaches you so much about yourself that you may not have known. It teaches you discipline, consistency. And, uh, gives you a greater sense of self-worth and just like everything else in life the journey is never over you never complete gym gym never ends you know you don't get to like level two and then that's it at the end of the game but no it just goes on forever but that's brilliant because life has so many beginnings and endings right but as long as you're here alive doing things the journey never stops so just keep going and keep trying and see where you can take yourself
0: well, that's the best part, because, I mean, you watch all these movies and stuff like that, and it's all about the journey. I mean, if you stop the journey, where's the fun in that? Like, it's just, it, it's over.
1: That's that's and, why I live in this moment right now. Like, I realize, like, I'm not where I want to be in life, but, like, I still love life. I still get excited, like, whenever there's an opportunity to do something different. Like, one thing I've changed recently is, like, if there's opportunities to go out.
0: You always like, say hey, Yes yeah
1: yeah i'm like if i've got the money i've got whatever like i've got i'll just i'll just go even if i don't really feel like i'm like i mean it beats being at home i know what to expect at home i don't know what to expect going out there yeah so just stuff out there and who knows who you can meet what you can discover where like
0: yeah so this will probably be the last thing i i just had a, a second kid in november and like everyone's telling me, like, man, you still like we're impressed with you. You guys still like go to stuff. I'm like, Yeah, like why wouldn't I? Like, I, I've got two kids. It just isn't I mean, I'm not, I'm not like it just baffles me that people say that just because I'm like, Yeah, I have kids. My my kids enjoy stuff too. It's not like I need to stay at home with them. Like they're they're humans, by the way. They they like sunlight, they like uh enjoying things like they do need to sleep and eat more, but so do I.
1: <laughs> I think, again, I think it comes down to that like, mindset, doesn't it? Um, I, I know I have a friend who, she's a businesswoman. She has multiple kids. She does a bunch of different things. And she juggles it all really well. And I think she's amazing. And But like at the end of the day, she's not an anomaly. There's a lot of people like that. There's plenty of parents out there that can do it. Like I think if if your life is your kids, then that's what it will be. Right. And I'm not criticizing that, like, you know, to each their own, right? But that's where that mindset comes from. If you're a person who has a lot of different things they want to do, or just other things they want to do besides being a parent, you can do that. You know, there's nothing stopping you. It's just it will be a bit more difficult because obviously you've got to be there for your kids. But the beauty i suppose of being in a relationship is you know you've got another person to bounce off you can juggle it and if you've got friends family whatever you can lean on them and whatever go on date night go for a break you know do these things but it's i think much like how i outlined with jim it's it's about being about taking the effort to do that not getting lazy it's very easy to sit there and get lazy and just be oh, we're kind of stuck in this. Let's just like see it happen. And and then you see people like whatever, they get out of way or they they just stop taking care of themselves, they get resentful, they get bitter. It's like, well, you allow this to happen. Yeah. You know, I understand being like overworked and this. And I don't have children, but I know that it's stressful and I've seen it through my siblings, through my friends. I, I understand, but I'm not beginning to Are you the I'm fun
0: uncle, sense. by the way? <sighs>
1: Well, none of my brothers have had kids yet. So they're too young for that. <laughs> but maybe one day I'll Who knows? <laughs>
0: oh, you said your friends. I'm sorry. I thought you said siblings. I apologize.
1: Oh, right. Yeah. 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 Um, if there's a will, there's a way, isn't it? You know, I think it really boils down to that. Um, yeah. And I, I think so it's healthier. It's important to have these things and to retain the sense of self, especially when you have children, because your kids are going to be inspired by you and they're going to lead by example. For the most part, it's going to be all about them mimicking what you do because they probably won't really listen to a lot. They, that'll sink in later, here and there. I it depends how much they they're engaged with you, but they definitely mimic what you do.
0: Oh yeah, that I happens. mean, people just don't understand how much. I mean, they watch you not 24/7, but all the time. Like, you're their role model. You're you're their person. You're. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't they? Like it's just natural nature to mimic and what what's that word? Uh, something breeds causality, closeness. Like they see you all the time. They're your lifeline or you're their lifeline. But yeah, but I'll let you go. Thank you again. Yeah. And keep chugging. See you, too, man. See ya. See you soon. If you like this week's episode of People More Interesting Than Me, please follow me on Apple Podcasts
1: so you won't